Hello again, this is Dr. Rob, and you're listening to the House Call Doctor's Quick and Dirty Tips for Taking Charge of Your Health. What do you know about deep venous thrombosis? Probably not much. Most of you probably thought it was a brass instrument from Venus. Well, it's not. I got a request from a listener named Linda to cover this topic in honor of DVT Awareness Month, which is this April. It's a really important subject. Nearly 350 to 600,000 Americans get a DVT each year, and 100,000 of those die with it. These numbers may actually be an underestimate, as most researchers believe it's significantly underdiagnosed. What the heck is a deep venous thrombosis? Thrombosis is a fancy word doctors use for blood clot, which is a mix of clotting proteins and clotting cells known as platelets. Normally, clotting happens when a blood vessel breaks open, threatening to leak blood. The platelets and clotting proteins form a plug in the hole that's on the wall of the blood vessel and get the process of permanently healing the hole started. But with a DVT, a blood clot doesn't form to repair a broken blood vessel, but for other reasons. DVTs form in the blood vessels, specifically in the veins. The deep part of deep venous thrombosis refers to the fact that the clot forms in a vein that is deep inside the body part usually the leg. I'll explain later why this is significant. The bottom line is that a clot forms in a place and at a time that it shouldn't happen, and the consequences can be deadly. A DVT forms in veins when the blood doesn't flow and move around like it should. That's because blood coagulates or clots when it sits around. Prolonged inactivity, such as when a person sits around on a long airplane flight or car trip, often causes blood to not move around as well, and it can coagulate. Blood coagulation happens most in the legs because blood in the legs has to fight gravity to flow back to the heart. If a clot forms in the leg and is big enough, it blocks the flow of blood in the vein, making the blood stand still even more. This makes the clot grow larger. As the clot grows, it causes swelling in the leg, often accompanied by pain, The real danger of a DVT, however, is not from what goes on in the leg. If a clot grows big enough, a piece of the clot can break free and travel up to the heart and eventually to the lungs. When a clot does this, it's called a pulmonary embolism, or PE. PE is the enemy, as it is the thing that is fatal from a DVT. When it goes to the lungs and it's big enough, it can kill you. The deep veins in the leg are associated mostly with PEs. Superficial clots, such as those with varicose veins or clots in the arms, thankfully don't have a direct path to the heart and so don't cause PEs. People who are healthy and active generally are not at risk of getting a DVT, but a number of things increase DVT risk, including cigarette smoking, Surprise, surprise. Use of estrogen-containing medications, including birth controls, by women. Prolonged inactivity, such as a long car or airplane trip, or prolonged periods of confinement in a bed. Cancer, which increases the blood's tendency to clot and also makes the person less active. Surgery, especially orthopedic surgery on the legs, such as hip and knee replacement. And other serious conditions, such as pneumonia, heart failure that result in prolonged hospitalizations, as well as leg trauma. 
Anyone with swelling or pain in one leg should be assessed immediately for a DVT, especially with significant risk factors. Everyone who is hospitalized for more than a few days should be watched very closely for the formation of a DVT. Diagnosis is generally made by getting an ultrasound of the leg, looking at the blood vessels, and certain blood tests can also help in making the diagnosis. So how are DVTs treated? The mainstay of treatment in this area is a class of medications known commonly as blood thinners. Now, I really don't like the name blood thinners. It's confusing, as the blood's really not made thinner, but it's actually made so it doesn't clot as easily. I prefer the term anticoagulant. Two main anticoagulants used are heparin. Heparin is given by injection and starts preventing clots quickly, and so is usually the first medication given in the hospital for a DVT. And warfarin. Warfarin, better known as Coumadin, is a pill, and so it's usually used to treat a DVT for people who are outside of the hospital. Now, the use of anticoagulant medications is risky because it can lead to hemorrhage, which is a catastrophic loss of blood. Heparin and warfarin are generally monitored very closely using blood tests. The tests are done every day for people getting heparin in the hospital, and about once a month if people are stable on warfarin. Once the blood clotting is adequately decreased with these medications, the likelihood of a DVT turning into a PE goes down significantly. I want to underscore how cautious we need to be with anticoagulants. I got a real moving email from a woman who lost her 29-year-old stepson who was on anticoagulants. After having surgery, it wasn't recognized that he was having a hemorrhage, and he died. Again, these medications are very, very dangerous and need to be used with great caution. So, in closing, here are my quick and dirty tips about DVT. Tip number one, don't smoke. Women who smoke should be very cautious about taking birth control pills or other estrogen-containing medications. Men, of course, should not take estrogens for other reasons. Tip number two, get up and walk. People taking long car or air trips should get up and walk at least every few hours to prevent clots from forming. This goes for truck drivers, too. I actually saw a truck driver with blood clots in both legs. Tip number three, get attention. If you have leg swelling in one leg, especially if it's painful, get attention immediately. You could remember this by saying, to prevent PE from DVT, go see the MD in the ER PDQ. Sorry. As always, if you are not certain, get seen. It's far better to go to the doctor for something that's not serious than it is to stay at home with a DVT. And finally, tip number four, pay attention. People in the hospital should ask their doctor if they should be on anticoagulant medications to prevent blood clots. And people who are on anticoagulants to treat DVT should, as I said before, do so with good supervision and be very, very cautious about it. That's it for today's podcast. If you haven't already become a fan of my Facebook page, the House Call Doctor Facebook page, or a follower of me on Twitter at HouseCallDoc, please do so. Please, please get all your friends and family and enemies and everybody you know to do so. We're having a drive to get as many people to sign up for these 
And I want to beat the other Quick and Dirty Tips podcasters. Please, show me some media love. You can also read my thoughts about pretty much anything on my blog, Musings of a Distractible Mind, at distractible.org. And let me remind you once again that this podcast is for informational purposes only. My goal is to add to your medical knowledge and translate some of the weird medical stuff you hear so that when you do go to your doctor, your visits will be more fruitful. I don't intend to replace your doctor. He or she is the one you should always consult about your own medical condition. Catch you next time. Stay healthy.